0: Well, if you are a recent graduate of university, if you are in university, maybe you have children who are in university, you know how fast the debt can add up. It can be a very expensive part of your life. And we always uh, hear stories about people who graduate and then have this mountain of debt they need to try and pay back or figure out a way to pay back. Well, my next guest has one of those mountains of debt. She recently won or was given a $1,000 check this was part of the 30 drops out of the bucket contest and she joins us now to talk a little bit more about this and about the situation and where to go from here and on the line with me now is Christian Hendricks. Christiane, thank you so much for being with us Hello. Good morning. Uh, so, t- the 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 contest was it was a bit uh, of a to kind of get us into the story. And this was something uh, where uh, students uh, were each uh, students at one of the I think uh, um, two hundred twenty three people entered the contest. There were thirty winners uh, that uh, got the thousand dollars. But tell us a little bit about your debt, uh, even going into this contest.
1: Um, just like the the total amount of debt that I had, or yeah, yeah what's the
0: situation that you're in right now?
1: So I, I just, I, um, I used to manage a McDonald's, actually. And um, I was working at McDonald's, and then my ex-husband and I split, and I couldn't be on call with three kids. I couldn't, couldn't, and even if I worked up into regional management and whatnot, I would still be on call, and I couldn't do that. So I went back to school, um, and I did my undergrad, and I went straight from my undergrad into my master's. So I've been in school for seven years now. And, yeah, when the, the contest came out, I mean, I've, I've known... That I had mounting debt, but I haven't paid attention to the actual dollar amount. And so when the contest came out, we had to print off a copy of of our um, our statement of everything that we've accumulated. And yeah, the number was a little bit shocking. I mean, I've known that you know I have a lot of debt, but to actually see 169 written down as the number was a little bit overwhelming. But at the same time. Um yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do to take care of your kids and your family. And when you have nothing else, what else are you supposed to do?
0: So $170,000 in debt. How, how does that even happen that you, you're able to get the loans and get to that position without even knowing that you have that much debt?
1: Well, I mean, I did. It's not that I didn't know that I had that much debt. It's just the actual number amount, right? Like you know, when you're accumulating and and you just don't. I couldn't think about it. If I think about that, then I would just be completely stressed all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's not that I didn't know at all because I was aware going into this. And every time I take on a debt, right, and or I know how much I'm getting, but because I have three kids, um, you know, like this is an anomaly. I'm I'm not the average student. But I have three children that I have to take care of. And so when you add rent, and I started, when I started, my son was six months old. um, So daycare costs, especially for very young children, there was a time where my daycare costs were more than my rent costs. And so just the cost of living to be able to do this while you're in school, just, shoom, things add up really quickly. And I mean, it's um one of, one of the people, somebody did some calculations, I can't remember exactly, but it worked out to only like, you know, tw- I think it was about $24,000 or something like that a year that she calculated. Um, yeah, I don't know, I just, for me, the actual experience and the opportunities that come with the education, far away, the financial. Like I'm not in this because I want a million dollar, you know, a year job, I'm in this because I want to give my children the opportunities that they might otherwise not have.
0: So, so what is your, your end goal? Like you said, you've been in school for seven years now uh, getting uh, these degrees. So is there a goal as far as what line of work you want to go into and then start having the salary to be able to provide uh, that life for your children and pay back the debt?
1: Well, when I started, actually, what I wanted to do is work with Border Patrol. Um, but then as I've been going, um, my goals have shifted and changed. And I absolutely love teaching. Now that I've done my master's and I've been teaching classes, I love teaching. And so now I would like to become a prof. Um,
0: and so then I need the PhD. Do you need, you need the PhD to be a professor?
1: Uh, yeah, if I want to be, if I want to have like a secured position as a, a, a university professor, yeah. Uh, But master's and PhDs are both, uh, because I'm doing research, not a professional degree, they're both positions where I do get paid as well. So if I go into a PhD, it will be like funded. I won't need loans at all for the PhD.
0: And do you have a plan now that you've seen the number? Do you have any idea how long it will take you to pay that money back?
1: Uh, In terms of length, I've always just assumed that it's going to take me a long time. I've kind of said tongue-in-cheek right from the very beginning. I have enough life insurance to cover the debt. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So... Um, I haven't sat down to calculate how long it will take it, take me to pay it back, but I also have no anticipation that it's something that'll be done, like, you know, quickly. And I've known that all along.
0: There has been talk about student loans, student debt in the current BC election campaign. Like you said, yours is not the average debt. It's not the, the, the normal situation we see people in. Um, what would you like to see or what do you think, what role does government play in in helping out people who perhaps find that they are in this this great amount of debt?
1: I think that education and there's like all kinds of studies and stuff done that the return on investment is so high. Like when you have an educated society, you've got lower crime levels. You know, you've got people who can be innovative, who are then going to create new industries and, and, you know, benefit the economy. And there's so much. It's so worth investing in students. And B.C. has one of the worst track records in investing in students in Canada. And so, um I actually, when I was part of my undergrad, it's been a few years since I've been involved in this, but when I was doing my undergrad, I was really involved in calling on the government to implement student grants um and to, to really start actually investing in um, our students. And so, I was really excited when I saw that um, the Alliance for British Columbia Students um, is an organization that um brings together a whole bunch of students in the province and they've been calling on the government to make these investments and so when i saw that the government is talking about making investments part of me was like yay it's about time and
0: part of me is like okay well convenient timing (laughs) so i mean take it as you will (laughs) Uh, do you think should post-secondary school uh, be free of charge for people in the perfect world yes but i think what needs to happen first is that we need to take the steps to make it accessible to everyone
1: and so, Yes, I have a lot of debt, but I'm also very grateful for the fact that I live in a country where I have access to that debt. If I was a single mom in a lot of places around the world, I wouldn't have these options. I just wouldn't see my kids because I'd be working nonstop in order to
0: provide for them. Um, exactly. Uh, will it affect, uh, not asking who you're voting for, will this affect how you vote? Oh, Definitely. <laughs> and what about, do you hear from other students uh, that are also perhaps not so far in debt, but are also looking at a pretty big bill coming out uh, of university?
1: Uh, do I know other people? Well, this contest definitely brought that forward. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. <laughs> and that was the number two. I, I was reading the, the average debt among the 30 winners of the contest. Uh, it said it was $83,000. That's That seems extremely high.
1: You know, if you're thinking, um, and, and from conversations I've had since, a lot of people think of the average student as someone who is, you know, 18, 19, 20, 22, you know, coming out of high school, and they're a single person. For that person, yeah, that's going to be extremely high. But if you factor in the fact that there's a lot of students who are older who have gone back to school because of changes in their career or maybe there's, something's happened with their job or whatnot, and they have children, all of a sudden that completely changes like $24,000 a year if you do $1,000 a year for rent and 1,000 sorry a month sorry and $1,000 a month for daycare all of a sudden that you know $24,000 that a younger student might accumulate through their entire career is happening in 1 year
0: Uh, Yeah, it is expensive. (laughs) That's for sure. Well, Christiane, I thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Um, And again, probably or hopefully uh, a bigger debt than a lot of students are dealing with, but certainly uh, a bit of an eye opener uh, for people. Thank you so much. appreciate your time today. Thank you. All right. That is uh, Christiane Hendricks, uh, a student at uh, the University of the Fraser Valley, uh, looking at a debt load of $170,000. Your thoughts on this, uh, on what you've heard here, you can give the Buzz line a call, 604-331-BUZZ. That's 604-331-2899. We'll take a short break. When we come back, Mike Agarbo joins us to talk tech and why Facebook is trying to learn how best to read your mind. That's coming up next. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980. CKNW.